0: This podcast is brought to you by the Dunfield Retirement Residence, a casually elegant retirement community located at Young and Eglinton in the heart of Midtown Toronto. Customized living options complement your independent, active lifestyle. Learn more at thedunfield.com.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Ralph Benmerge. Welcome to Yehopidsville, brought to you by Pear Tree Canada. I hope you're well and safe and everything's going well for you and yours. Um, I will say that uh, it's been an interesting time, Uh, just having gone through a very odd November, in case you're actually seeing this in real time, where it was 22 degrees Celsius and now it's 15 below. So there you go. Uh, Just spent some time with a whole bunch of people at a Jewish men's retreat in Maryland in the United States. And came back much refreshed and happy to be uh, talking to different people about different things. Um, I was one of three Canadians. Two of the Canadians who weren't me were rabbis, and I'll be talking to one in an upcoming episode who is now a rabbi in Little Rock, Arkansas. So that's something I'm definitely looking forward to. Rabbi Mark Biller will be a guest on you. Hope it's Phil very soon. In the meantime, let's stick to Ontario for a moment, shall we? A place where, I don't know, 25 years ago, if you said you were going to move to this region of Ontario, it was like, why? What are you going to do there? Uh, but more and more people started doing it. And it was um, an interesting experience because it grew and grew. Uh, I'll let my guests tell you where it is and what it is. But she uh, actually, well, she's not from Ontario originally. She's from Israel. So uh, even more interesting as to why she ends up in Uh Hadass Brightman is my guest. How are you?
2: I'm good. Thank you for having me. Uh,
1: my pleasure. Uh, so what's a nice person from Israel doing in a place like this? And where <laughs> is this? Tell us where you are.
2: This is Picton, Ontario, located in southeastern Ontario, about halfway between Ottawa and Toronto. And? And the county, as we call it, has gained traction in the last few years uh, because of Sandbanks, Provincial Resort, um the increasing amount of wineries, breweries, cideries, and distilleries that's just been attracting chefs and the artist community. Um, and, you know, most recently, because of the pandemic, a lot of young families have upped and left the big cities in search for a bigger piece of land, a more rural lifestyle, work from home options. So um, this kind of little place has just been booming the last few years.
1: Yeah, Prince Edward County is the site of a jazz major jazz festival now mm-hmm. in Ontario. Uh, there's That's all right. kinds of things going on. Um, what drew you there?:
2: So we came for family. My parents are Canadians that made Aliyah in the 80s and returned about 20 years later. But uh, my husband and I were were both born and raised in Israel. And um, over the years, we've gone back and forth to visit my parents. And um, at some point, we kind of settled down in Tel Aviv. My husband and I got married, had kids. During that time, my parents had made the move from Ottawa to the county. And we would come and visit. We even got married here in 2013 before it was really a cool thing to do. <laughs> and, um, and then when, when we were pregnant with our second child, just before COVID, had no inclination that that was even coming, we felt that we just needed uh, a lot of help, a lot of support. We needed the village. So we would have gone anywhere, to be honest, but as luck would have it, my parents moved to beautiful Prince Edward County. So we made a very difficult decision to leave Israel and move to the county.
1: That is a big decision, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it really was. And really your was.
1: first impression of Prince Edward County when you went when you went, what did you first think?
2: I mean, we had been here a few times before and I thought to myself, this is just great something there's something that people refer to as county time and mm. i get it now everything What's kind of time? so as opposed to tel aviv time it's much <laughs> much slower um things just seem to unfold slower the email thread uh, the response are you know the response time there's less expectations things close down at five everything seems to be just moving at a bit of a nicer, slower pace. So coming from Tel Aviv, and we were living in the Carmel market, the heart of Tel Aviv, mm. it was the kind of you know slowdown that we needed at the time.
1: Well, Tel Aviv, I mean, Carmel, it's like hornets are buzzing around at all times. Electric bikes are flying by, people are <laughs> driving like me. It's just nuts, and, and it's really humid
2: yeah it's always human all the time
1: so you make you make the move which is a dramatic move you must have had some trepidation some worry that oh, this we're giving up what we understand and know and we're moving to you know a place where people are like how's it going how's it going eh?"
2: yeah we were it was not easy and there's two parts to this the first part is the way that israelis perceive perceive the move right when you leave israel it's a big deal Right. and um it's
1: ne- a negative big deal, like yes. how could you do this?
2: Yes, and oftentimes it's kind of tragic, and you don't know how long you're gonna leave and I remember a few days before we you know we we boarded our flights, we had a picnic, a goodbye picnic with our friends and family, and at the park, and I just kind of took a look around and I saw this entire community of wonderful people that we had built, and I said to my husband i can't I can't believe that we had." You know, we 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 did this together and now we're saying goodbye to all of this, Hmm. Um, you know, and it was difficult. And and with two small children and four suitcases between all of us, we we left everything and 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 came to the unknown. And we knew that it was not going to be easy, but I don't think that there's anything that could really prepare you for starting a new life somewhere else.
1: Are there, is, what have you learned about starting a new life?
2: I learned that I learned that it takes time and that um you have to be open to the possibilities that nothing is going to look the way that you imagine them to be, and to anticipate surprises and to be be comfortable asking for help and be comfortable being uncomfortable there is a certain something so special about feeling at home or feeling from or being familiar being somebody that people wave to in the street having that kind of you know cheers where everybody knows your name and you're walking to a bar and it's norm that doesn't follow you around to a new country um, that's something that you really have to build through connections. Mm. Um, if I were to give anyone advice on settling in in a new community is if you can work in the community. There's nothing better. There's there's no better way to really get to know the people, the politics, the the, the cast of characters. Mm.
1: It's
2: it's the it's the most wonderful thing that you can do
1: so then let's go to the jewish part of this first of all was it important to you that you connect with other jews in uh, prince edward county or was it like i got enough to deal with with kids and, and all of them it?
2: it was important and we were we knew that we were coming to an area that had that did not have um, a large jewish or israeli community But we felt that we were pretty solid when, you know, Ottawa, Toronto, and Kingston are around us, so that if we needed, if we needed that space, we could easily find it. Again, this is before COVID, right? So it didn't quite work out that way. So while we weren't exactly looking to build this large community, we knew that there were some Jewish people there, but I think we all thought that it was going to be a much larger community, more active community. And um, what happened was that when we first got here, one of the, the first things that I saw on a community Facebook page was that a high school girl by the name of Talia Epstein had spoken publicly about receiving, about anti-Semitism and her experiences at the school. And my heart just went out and, you know, the, a lot of people commented and it was very positive and, you know, I kind of felt the community spirit and I, I commented, I said, it's Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah is coming up, we're going to open up our house to the entire community. Anyone who wants to come have a good meal, meet each other, whether you're Jewish or not, let's do it. We ended up having a garden party and about 50 people came. And that was kind of an introduction to the community.
1: Wow. 50 people. Yeah. Were you surprised?
2: I was pleasantly surprised, but it also uh, showed me what I've since, you know, have really known to be true is that food is an essential part of community, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and and you know that kind of just gest- that gesture of opening up your home for a meal, it it's not just Jewish. It's you know it speaks to everyone. So it did and it spoke to the community.
1: So uh, there were fifty people. How many of them were Jewish?
2: I think about thirty must have been Jewish. Wow. Yeah.
1: Was this one of the first times they'd actually come together as a community in a self-conscious way?
2: I think it was one of the first times where it was a significant amount of people. Um, I'm, you know, we, I don't claim to be the first person to start um, anything here when it comes to the Jewish community. There's been Jews who lived here well before me, they moved here 30, 40 years ago, And I keep hearing about different things that used to happen. But I think that in the recent years, it was the first kind of public gathering that really got more than 20 or so people together.
1: But there's not a central um, building where people would gather, right?
2: No, there's no synagogue or, uh, you know, a place to congregate. So oftentimes things would happen either at churches or in homes or in parks or anywhere that kind of, you know, weather-dependent felt good.
0: Did you know April 2023 is Israel's 75th anniversary? In honor of this huge milestone, UJA Federation of Greater Toronto is planning an epic trip to Israel, and all of Canada is invited. Israel's anniversary, Yom Ha'atzma'ut, is a -a one-of-a-kind experience. Streets are filled with parties, fireworks, music, and dancing. On UJA's Israel 75, you'll get to join the celebration. 75 is not a regular anniversary, and Israel 75 is not your typical trip. You'll get a truly unique experience of the country, no matter how many times you've been before. With 10 specialized tracks, you can create an itinerary that is totally personalized, whether you're a foodie, an adrenaline seeker, a TV buff, or politically minded. The best part? You can mix and match tracks on different days. Embark on a thrilling adventure one day and a culinary experience the next. Let your own interests be your guide and experience everything Israel has to offer. To learn more about the trip, visit UJAIsrael75.com. That's UJAIsrael75. 5.com
1: so what how has it evolved since that first 50 people gathering how is the what's happening with the jewish community in uh, prince edward county
2: so a few things a couple of years ago actually maybe about a year ago my husband and i uh, so when we moved here we made the horrible horrible mistake of not speaking hebrew to our children we did at first but it became complicated for them. And with everything going on, we kind of dropped it. And so we realized, wow, we're raising these two kids who don't speak any Hebrew. We got to do something about this. So we started a little Hebrew Sunday school. And the owners of this incredible building in Picton called the Armory, Terry and Steve, they donated space for us. So we would meet regularly on Sundays with about five or six families. And my husband, who's a a former um, Waldorf kindergarten teacher, he led the classes and there was music and crafts. And of course they learned the letters and words. And while the engagement was all right, we felt that we were still excluding a lot of people that either didn't have school age children or didn't have children at all, but wanted to be involved. And because of COVID and the closures, we kind of decided to shift priorities And we stopped meeting for the purpose of learning Hebrew and started meeting around holidays and events. And so the first time we did that was on Shavuot last June. And that was just an incredible experience. It also came to us at a time where things were just starting to open up. Um, after kind of the right. last big wave of COVID. So people were eager and we put the invitation out there a few days before I create, I said, you know what? I'm going to finally do this. I'm going to create a, a Facebook group and I created a Jewish community in Prince Edward County Facebook group and slowly start- people started joining. And I said, everybody, we're having this gathering in my house it's a potluck here's what you gotta know shavuot is an awesome holiday nobody knows about it here but it is great so dress in white bring flowers in your hair um, you know bring
1: eat, dairy bring, bring dairy, dairy. St- stay up all night
2: <laughs> and it was great and about again 50 people showed up 50 people who did not necessarily know each other A lot of connections were made. Some people recognized each other from high school in Montreal. It was like a reunion. And we must have had about 10, 12 children there. And having the children makes all the difference. And it was just a spectacular event. We had so much good food. And uh, it really, you know, literally left a great taste in everyone's mouth. And so... It's very common that in the summer, especially in Prince Edward County, being a, such a hospitality, um, geared, just, um, you know, area, the engagement falls down. The engagement just drops. So, um, in the summer, we didn't do anything, but then on Rosh Hashanah, we decided to kind of ramp up. And then on Sukkot, we had another community event. This time, um, a community member, um, Carolyn, who has this incredible space black walnut educational farm she hosted all of us to actually do a two-part Sukkot gathering so the first week we gathered and we built a sukkah and the second uh, week we gathered and we ate in the sukkah and again 50 people showed up this time also from surrounding areas we invited we put a call out to the Belleville synagogue who had experienced some low engagement that year because of weather and other factors. And we said, hey, guys, just please reach out to everyone in your network. Everyone is invited to this. And it was, once again, great turnout. Lots of young families, amazing food, lots of wine, of course. And just amazing to see the connection. And what kind of resonated was everyone was really surprised at the turnout. And everybody was really surprised that they were not the only Jewish person in the county so that's how we did it um and so we you know yesterday we met with Norm who's the president of the Belleville uh, synagogue and we're already starting to plan a Hanukkah event
1: he's also one of the cast members in cheers so everything's worked out very (laughs) well
2: I can't believe that I didn't realize this yeah. until you just said it.
1: There's Norm. I knew norm. this was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm thinking to myself, if I asked you six years ago and said, you know, by the way, you're going to be living in Prince Edward County and raising a your chance. kids in Canada. yeah, right? Like never. How crazy is life? Right?
2: Life is crazy. Life is unexpected, and it is. A crazy, crazy ride, and I just feel so lucky to be able to have two
1: worlds. It's
2: a blessing, it's a curse sometimes, but um, it's, you know.
1: Do you worry at this point that if you don't organize it personally, that it's not going to happen? Because so far, all the things you've described, you're in, in the middle of it and I'm wondering so if hadas decides not to do it does this thing sort of just dribble away do you think about that
2: I think about it but I make it a practice to not lead out of worry or anxiety but rather to lead from a place of love and fully believing that everything is exactly how is unfolding how it's meant to be so that's a tactic that's worked I feel that you know, if I were to approach this from a place of "guys, we got to do this," or nothing, or we're going to lose mm. the community, um, which is you know, you might you this might sound familiar because it's kind of a guilt thing, right? Um, that hap- that happens sometimes with Jewish people. That's just not the right approach, especially not with your when you're dealing with children or young families.
1: I know, but you, like, when you said uh, tr- you don't approach it from worry and anxiety, I thought, but you, what? <laughs> you- what are you talking about? Your Jewish mother <laughs> <laughs> It's true. what else, and, how else can you get at hey, it? You know? <laughs> I didn't I didn't
2: say that I don't have any guilt or anxiety, <laughs> but when it comes to community, yeah, it's that's important because when people feel that, they feel accepted, they feel there's a place for them, and that's important. There's a lot of families here that, you know, the the mother or the father are not Jewish, they're not sure where they belong, how they fit in. They they still they don't know they're hesitant uh, they they may not be fully um, interested yet and right. I think it's really important to to ha- to be positive to be accepting and to constantly extend the invite and to have the focus be not being Jewish but being a community
1: right but the holidays are pretty good glue to bring people together right
2: the holidays are an excellent glue. Because, first of all, they involve food. Right. And usually there's some sort of structured tradition around gathering. So it kind of gives us all the pieces already, and we have to put it together. And we're, we're lucky. we're We're living in a time where it's easy to get to people through social media. Hmm. And it's easy to create some posters online and to throw a bunch of things together. And we live in a small town, so we see people at the local cafe and at the grocery store. And so word gets out and with a couple of really great events under our belt it's it's gaining traction.
1: You know, uh are there any Israelis? Have you bumped have you found any Israelis in, in Prince Edward County or no?
2: Only tourists.
1: Ah. <laughs> and they and all they're saying is, What are you doing here? Exactly. How <laughs> did you get here? I'm That's surprised
2: right. actually that there aren't more Israelis. In the county, because Israelis, when they hear of a good thing, they they you know they're all over yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it's a matter it's a matter of time.
1: But in a way, when you leave Tel Aviv, you leave kind of a rat race kind of life too. I mean, the last time I was in Tel Aviv, I, you know, I went to. You, you used to be able to just go get a falafel somewhere. And now I, I go to this place and you have to stand in a line and there's somebody with a little dish with little falafel balls saying, would you like one? And then you get to the front and it's 20 bucks American to buy a falafel. And it's just like, what What happened to this place? <laughs> yes.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, Tel Aviv's changing just like everywhere else, right? Yeah, things, yeah. things like Airbnb also has, has, yeah. has impacted just the way they do the county or Toronto. Um but go back when you talk when you
1: talk to your friends <laughs> yeah. in Israel, um, do you miss it? Do you do, do, do you try to tell them that this is a good life you have now? like well, what's the, what's the conversation like?
2: I mean, first I'll, I'll say that I, I I think almost every Israeli has a dream to leave Israel for a few years hmm. and to go live somewhere else to leave the rat race for a while to um, you know to experience a different culture. But I think that it's so easy to move anywhere else in the world and duplicate the kind of life that you had. We could have moved to Canada and moved to Toronto and have found ourselves in a very similar position, you know, working, working in education, working in high tech, in the city, long commute. We could have done that. So it, it, it really, you know, if you want to change your pace or change your lifestyle, it's a lot of work that starts from within. Um, I miss Israel every single day. In fact, I dream about Israel every day, and it is a huge part of my identity, the way that we raise our children. Uh, we love Israel. I went back last year after three years of being away, and it was this incredible experience. I started an Israeli food business last year to become even more connected and to be able to live out that part in me. And it was great. I, I supplied this great local cafe, um, and apothecary in town. So, you know, they were carrying challah, challah rolls and dates and tahini, um, desserts, you know. So there's, there's two worlds and there's ways to combine them through food and community, but Israel will never be Prince Edward County. Prince Edward County will never be Israel. Right. So. You know, there's that I'm I'm torn in the middle.
1: And will your kids be Israelis or Canadians?
2: My kids will be a hybrid, you know, just like I was and just like a lot of people are. And and, you know, they'll they'll have family in Israel and family in Canada, just like we did. And when they're old enough, they'll make their own choice where they want to live.
1: Well, I love what you're doing. I love that you decided that you're not going to just sit, sit there going, where are we? What are we doing? And instead, you brought people together, some Jewish, some not Jewish, but you're creating, as you said, community above all else and using food to do it, right?
2: Well, and I'm lucky that the people have been receptive and supportive and it's just a huge shout out to this wonderful community in Prince Edward County that takes risks, that wants to build community, that comes out even though they don't know what to expect. So, you know, I just put the call out there, but it's the people who come who really make it happen.
1: Fantastic. Hadass, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: My pleasure. This has been Yehobitsville, everybody, sponsored by Pear Tree Canada, reducing the after-tax cost of giving for Canadian major gift donors. My guest this time is Ben Hadas Brightman. She is the leading light of the Prince Edward County <laughs> Jewish community. Our producer is Michael Freeman. Our music is by Louis Samayo. I'm Ralph Benrugy. If you want to travel with us across this great country visiting more small Jewish communities, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hear more of my work, ralphbenmergie.ca. I host another podcast called Not That Kind of Rabbi, and my book, I Thought He Was Dead, is available through my website. If you want to hear more Canadian Jewish stories, you can find them at the Canadian Jewish News' website, the cjn.ca. Thanks, and we'll see you next time in Yehopitzville.
0: The Dunfield Retirement Residence offers customized living options to complement your independent, active lifestyle. Welcome home. Welcome to the Dunfield. Visit us at thedunfield.com to book a personal tour.